Hi Gains Gurus and welcome to TMGP, the Muscle Growth Podcast, Episode 1. I am your host, Roscoe, and today we are welcoming Coach Benjamin Yeezus onto the show. Coach Benjamin is a professional lifestyle coach, bodybuilder, and a Level 5 Certified Nutritionist from Glasgow in the United Kingdom. Benjamin overcame bullying in his younger years to become a top international bodybuilder and a fitness coach. Ben now helps people from all walks of life who share a common goal of being healthy. Let's jump right into the questions where I start off asking him about snacks in his diet. So just getting some extra calories in, or is it part of the diet? Is it extra? Yeah, well, um, I'd, I'd cut back on, on my calories for a few days because I wasn't too sure with the injury, kind of how long I'd be out for. So um, okay. I was eating relatively low um just carbohydrates, breakfast with protein, carbohydrates and another meal, and then carbohydrates with my dinner at night. So probably maybe 150 grams of carbohydrates, probably about 200, 250 grams of protein, there or thereabouts. Okay. Is that kind of where you'd be during a prep or is it much higher during a prep, would you say? At, at the moment, I've been doing about 3,500 calories, um, about 250 protein, 350 grams of carbs, and the rest made up from, from fats. Um, if I'm down on carbohydrates, I'll top up with some extra like dark chocolate or some peanut butter in, in my last meal or something like that. Um, I do kind of eat similar most days. Um, I personally find that it's, it's so much easier. Um, there's no uh, decision fatigue and stuff like that. So it's really um, really beneficial for, for me. Um, my, um, my girlfriend... She cooks dinner, so I saw a great tweet on this actually, and it was like, cook one, eat one. So she makes me an extra portion at night time, and that'll become my meal too for the next day. And every day at the moment, I'm having oats and whey protein, peanut butter, and jam because I've got some some calories. So I'm getting my 80%, and then my 20%, you know, kind of flux through things like jam, a little bit of Haribo or gummies or something like that. Um, but most of it is, you know, chicken and rice, potatoes and lean mints and that sort of good stuff so you'd say about 80 percent is the good like the healthy things and then 20 percent is kind of the to live life i mean I, yeah i'm even including you know like dark chocolate and that although some days if i want maybe like a single finger bit of chocolate like a twirl i'll swap mm-hmm. my dark chocolate out and i'll have my twirl maybe during the day if i'm if i'm i've been on calls or whatever and they, they sort of notion takes me at just 100 calories is the way I see it I'm covering my bases with everything else is good 100 calories from chocolate doesn't really touch the sides you know and I'll, I'll replace it your macros yeah I mean again it's like 80% of the good stuff and yes, there's yeah. a little slush some days will be more than others some days will be less than others but it all balances out for me personally I don't really have any uh, massive issues with um, the only thing I do is is the Cadbury's. It's called popping candy. Um, I can't be near that. Yeah. And Nutella, actually, okay. Nutella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a lot of people there. It's really nice. Yeah. The the jar's gone in probably about forty hours, so I just don't have any in the house. To be honest, I just don't just don't. Yeah. Mind. You got to keep it away, otherwise it's too tempting, I guess. I did try Biscoff once, and that was the same. Yes. Yeah. Very very okay, good. Okay. Too good. Too good. Yeah, if it's too good, they just don't buy it. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you got to. I've got a similar thing with my, my girlfriend at the moment where I used to have lots and lots of sweets that I'd accrued over a long time, mostly from my mom or someone else had given them to me. And I just kept them all in a big, um, in a big drawer in the kitchen, but it was just too tempting for my girlfriend. So she made me get rid of all of it because if it's there, I don't, I don't need it, but she, she couldn't, yeah. couldn't help herself. So it's just yeah. easier to, to I mean, take away the temptation. One of the things I've always got in the forefront is if I've got room to eat, I should be eating my protein. And that's, that's Absolutely. where I, I try and take it. Absolutely. Um, obviously we've just kind of come off the call and that's what the Noah was saying, you know, front kind of front loads of protein. So if I've got room 100%. to eat, then it's get your, cover your bases, make sure you're moving towards your goals. And anything else on top of that is as a as a bonus, so to speak, especially mm-hmm. in a kinda improvement season, you know. We don't need to live like um <laughs> I don't know what the term would be, like Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. No, we are a little bit yeah. human, so I don't think it brings a little bit lessens Yeah. I don't think it lessens anything. And and I'm I'm talking there within, you know, confines. Um we'll probably get on to it later on, but I, I have a takeaway. Uh, once per week I even done that when I was on the way okay. to um, my competition um, one of the things I was really keen to do was to show you can kind of follow and you don't need to cut out any food groups and I know that you're quite strong in that as well Roscoe um, absolutely you, yeah. you you don't need to avoid pretty much any food groups um, and you can still create you know condition and, and size but know you have got to be covering your your bases most of the time most of the time i i totally agree with you there so two two comments are i'm interested in what is your favorite cheat meal that you what's your go-to or what is it what's the between see this is interesting right because i don't believe in cheat meals oh sorry so what is your i'm not sure what to call it then yeah uh, just a just a meal of choice so yes your meal of choice yes curry every single friday Without fail, curry. Um, okay. I have a chicken, a chicken curry, and um, with boiled rice. I have maybe four or five chips and a couple of prawn crackers with it, and and I'm good okay. with that. I look forward to it all week. I, I enjoy my food all week. You know, I don't miss anything. Yeah. I'm having pasta. I'm having spaghetti. I'm having anything that I, that I can choose. Is the spaghetti, is it special? Is it, uh, no, gl- no just regular spaghetti. Okay. Not protein yeah, just, or gluten-free, just yeah. regular spaghetti. Just regular spaghetti with, um, okay. maybe like three to 5% lean mints done as a, okay. you know, a kind of tomato sauce with, uh, maybe some chili powder and stuff like that added. Um, I'm, I'm not allowed to do the cooking in the house because I make too much mess. So, um, oh, okay. obviously, <laughs> obviously just do the. I hope they're cleaning up. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair yeah. enough. So, I don't know specifically what's in it, but uh, it tastes good nonetheless. That's, that's all that matters, and it's healthy, and uh, you're getting your macros. And what what else, like during the day, would you eat to comprise those 3,500 calories? So at the moment, um, it's a good kind of example. I'm, I'm having meal one pretty much predominantly during the week as oats and whey um, with some peanut butter. If I've got the extra calories, which I do at the moment, there's some jam in there. So again, just sort of enjoying a little bit. My meal two will be last night's dinner. So for example, last night I had um, a spaghetti uh, bolognese. I had that for meal uh, two today. And 
meal three if it's a training day I'm probably going to have maybe like a bowl of cereal and what I'll do is I'll make a protein shake and I put the protein shake into the um, into the into the cereal so that's kind of like my milk and um, I do use milk with that particular protein shake and I'll maybe have um, some Haribo kind of before the gym um, I have some cyclic dexin as a, an intra workout and then when I come out um, of uh, training I'll have my dinner so that could be anything from you know, chicken and rice with uh, veggies. It could be um, chicken and pasta. It could be um, sp- spaghetti bolognese, as we've mentioned. It could be bolognese with pasta. You know, there's a baked potato. So there's there's loads of different things there. And um, if I'm having baked potato, there'll be a little bit of cheese in it, some onion, and again, a kind of protein sauce at the side, whether that be chicken or, or mince. And then before I go to bed, I'm having some fat-free yogurt. I put some whey protein in that. Um, some peanut butter, blueberries, and some honey. Um, and that probably takes me close to you know, three and a half thousand. Okay, wow. So is that over, did you say about four to five meals a day on average? Yeah, yeah, five my meals. Based as well. Yeah, so um, I've got a, I've got a cocker spaniel. She's asleep here on the couch. Um, yeah. I never need to wear a watch. I can set my watch by by the dog. She wakes up at 6.30 every morning. Okay. And... Even before I had her, when I sort of come into the sort of bodybuilding space, when you're doing your, your fasted cardio, not for any other purpose than that. I like doing my cardio in the morning. I like doing my training at night. Um, I find that's a good split for me. Um, you know, you can do your cardio at any time that you please, but I, I choose mm-hmm. to do mine fasted um, when I'm doing my competition prep. Um, but she's up at half past six, so we have breakfast then, and then I just split it out maybe three to four hours. Um, throughout the day. Okay, and the the Harry boys, that those are sweets, right? And is that to uh, yeah. control? Uh, is that to control uh, an insulin spike and to for the workers? Uh, what what is it for? One one of the things I struggle with is getting food in. Um, so okay. it's just a it's just a quick way of getting in some carbohydrates. Um, before the gym, when I'm coming into a dieting phase, they're like the first things to go out. So the the Haribo, the right. gummies, the jam. They all go out. All you, all the nice to haves, the, the twenty percent stuff yes, is the yeah. first to, to to go out. You're still then having all of your food. You're still touching all of your uh, micronutrient bases with your veggies, your different food groups, obviously your protein sources. Um, so yeah, it's it's more more along uh, that lines for me. Okay, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Shall we hop into some of the questions? Absolutely. Yeah. Got your answers prepared. You, they're not. They're not too deep. I'm sure you uh, don't uh, even need to prepare for most of them. Do you, or actually, before we hop into them, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what got you into yeah, bodybuilding? I saw you've got a really cool story, and I'd love for you to to share it. Yeah. Um, my own story of becoming a coach started one night at a, would you call it soccer, Roscoe, or football? Yes, soccer, soccer. Soccer, yes. soccer, it, yeah. Soccer, yeah. But then again, it's very interesting. Uh, sorry, it's really side topic here, but we call it soccer, but the clubs aren't called soccer clubs. They're called, uh, for example, my local one is called Marty's Football Club. Right. Okay. We call it soccer. You don't say you're going to play football. Uh, so I don't understand what the reasoning is for that. But anyway, sorry. Even some of the rugby clubs are called football clubs. So yeah, this yeah, yeah, doesn't really make really any, any harder for us. Yeah, yeah. Quite, uh, no. yeah I, I had a conversation with a gent one night at a, a football game. Um, I had been um, competitive bodybuilding myself for a little time. 
I have a very curious mind um, coming from a project engineer, project management background. So I like to know how things work. I like to understand. So that piqued my interest. Um, I should mention at this point, I had a coach as well. Um, here in the UK, Jordan Peters, trained by JP. Um, I was coached by Jordan for six years. Loved every minute of it. Very, very thankful for the opportunity to, to work with him. One of the best guys in the industry. Um, and I just sort of got an interest of, of learning um, about what works for people. Um, one of the things I found that in the health and fitness industry is there's a lot of barriers for people. Uh, some people think that it's so hard that they could never achieve. I mean, I won't lie, I I didn't think I would achieve even 10% of some of the things that I've managed to do in terms of of, of some of the things that, that I've managed to, to work towards, the goals, that long-term vision that we'd mentioned. Um, and it just all came from a conversation. A particular gent said to me, I've tried every diet under the sun, I can't lose weight. And I was like, okay. Um, I was going on holiday the next day. I said to him to do a food diary for me. He'd done a food diary. I said, I won't judge. There's there's no judgment here. Just tell me what it is. Long story short, we gave him a, a nutrition plan that you could follow. We worked it around the foods that he enjoyed. And he dropped um, almost five stone. I think it was about four and a half stone. But he also had a medical condition called um, non-fatty acid liver disease. Um, he had that for 18 years. Within 12 weeks of working with him, he got a letter from the doctor to say that he didn't need to go for a, for any more blood tests. Wow. His condition had that, gone away. That's a beautiful story. Wow. And that, that was your first that was my first client. First client. Wow. So the feeling from wow. that, the you know was accepted. When I say I'm I'm on to something, as in yeah. you know, I can really make a difference here. I, I feel that I can bring something to the table. I can break down these blood. barriers. Absolutely. You know, the man was was in his 40s, in his late 40s at that point in time. And very interestingly, he's still a client of mine to, to this very day. Oh, wow. Since how, the very start. So How long How long is uh, that? That's about nearly six six years, just going on seven years, six, between six okay. and seven years. Wow. I've been actively caught. No, no, no. Um, I've been bodybuilding myself. Yeah. Uh, sorry, on your go, Roscoe. Oh, sorry, is he doing it competitively or just for himself? Just lifestyle, you know, okay. uh, the kind of gent that goes to work, he wants to enjoy having a beer on a Friday night when he's worked hard yes. and a takeaway. He deserves it. Absolutely. And having the support and the accountability, you know, keeps him on that track of um, the new life that he's obviously, you know, created. He's fit, he's healthy, all that sort of good stuff. You know, it's just a journey. It's gone from being a journey now to it's his lifestyle. That's that's just what he does. So it's great to see. Yes, yeah. If if you want, I'd love to show um anyone who's listening or like some. I saw you posted a lot of transformation. So if you want to uh, show me, or if we do want to do it later, feel free to like send some of the example pictures of yeah. some of your clients and their tran transformations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Absolutely. You you mentioned you were briefly touching on some of your own achievements in in mm -hmm. bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Would you like to? Elaborate some more on those. Um, I mean, one of the things, ironically, um, I found the picture the other day of the first time I ever saw my own six pack, which was a really big thing for me. Um, kind of growing up, I don't know if you'll be familiar with with Ben's health. I don't know how how old I'm now making myself, or 
but Men's Health was like one of the oh, yes. top yeah. magazines and 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 the sort of UK and US. Yeah. To be fair, um, yes. they didn't they didn't give out accurate information. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, they, they they still don't. I yeah. um, so sorry. Just on the Men's Health, I don't want you to forget what you're going to say. But my dad was always he used to always get the Men's Health, and yeah. I used to look at these guys and and just yeah. look at some of the things. And back then I was young, so I didn't know better. I think a lot of people just don't know better. And I think Men's Health is creating they do have good stuff don't get me wrong but there's so much nonsense that they that they are putting out and it's it's a it's really sad to see so please carry on about uh yeah about the i mean oh. you're absolutely right you know i've fallen for every trick that the industry has to offer don't spike your blood sugar you can do this in six mm -hmm. weeks this could be you oh no and again it's another nice reason to friendly. Yeah. And it's another reason that I got into into the industry myself was to try and push back against some of these. Bust through it. Yeah, you know, sh just just tell people like this is how it's this is how it is. You know, yeah. basic things like a caloric deficit. How you get there doesn't matter if you choose to go keto, if you choose to go carnivore. I I'm happy for whatever method you choose to get there, but none of them are superior. To the other, they're all calories, just um, calories in, calories out. The basics, yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's just like choosing the type of car that you want to take to get you to um, a destination. But they're all absolutely. they're all full. It's, it's not like one's a it's not like one's a Ferrari and one's a you know I don't know a, a Ford Fiesta. There's nothing wrong with well, that's yeah, like there's, a car. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm not, not I'm not trying to be like um you know kind of against. I'm just saying it's just a vehicle. It doesn't go any faster. not the Ferrari. Mine is the Ford Fiesta, the second one. <laughs> I don't have a Ferrari yeah. either, to be no. honest. Um, it, it's... Your body is a Ferrari. Better than a Ferrari, I think. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, when you just stack up consistency across time. Again, as I was mentioning, that, uh, uh, that picture, I remember the picture being taken when I saw my abs for the first time. Yeah, uh, That was like a 10, 15 year goal for me. Wow. And then it was like, oh, wow. at that point, I think that was around six to nine months into my journey, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Wow. I've always been relatively lean. Um, yeah. The struggle for me has been to get the size on that um, yeah. we, we touched on when, when we were talking earlier, you know, about the amount of food that it actually takes t to grow, especially for me. length of time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like two two years at a time of, of setting that goal in the future to say, Okay, I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know at what point I'm gonna stop in terms of, you know, what weight's gonna be, for example, but I need that concerted effort of pushing up to come back in and see how much muscle you put on you. It's almost like the reveal, but it takes two years to do the reveal and that's kind of always been my approach. I've done that now. I think three or four times at my latest, I was 143 pounds, and I sit today around about two two twenty two. Okay, wow. So that, that's a, that's like eighty pound difference, and most yeah. people probably yeah yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Just because I'm 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 into my forties now, um, I'm trying not to carry as much body fat, but I'm trying to see. I'm at a slight advantage. I mean, I'm not the biggest in, in, in the planet, 
I've got a lot of weaknesses. I always put that out there. I'm just looking to improve as much as the next person in my own physique. And that's what I say to people as well. There'll be people out there who are bigger, who are leaner, who are stronger. I see that as being inspirational. But the only thing that I can do is be the be the best me because I can only give it everything I've got. And that's yeah. why I take inspiration from people who, who do have their journey. And if their journey is, takes them to a better place, that's fantastic. I'm happy for them because one of the things we need to be aware of is we can only be as good as, as we are. As as long as we're giving it everything, we can go to bed at night for a same. Exactly, exactly that. Ah, completely understand. And it's really cool that you take inspiration from others rather than want to put other people down and you actually use it to fuel your own fire. That's that's a really good mindset. Yeah, I mean, like, no, nobody, nobody's not putting work in. No, that's the great yeah. thing about a physique. Obviously, all physiques are different. You can't Absolutely. you can't take away anybody's hard work if they've worked no. hard for something, and that's the best that they can do with the resources that they've got and the time that they've got or whatever. If they've given that's it their all, thing. but kudos, that's we spoke to a man earlier, and he's sixties. Yeah. You know, it's, was in, it's hard was not very inspirational. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, he's hard not done so well, and he's. He's do he's definitely I, I see him definitely getting to fifteen percent. So that was oh, yeah. a six six year old guy who was twenty three, twenty five percent and he decided to change his life around and do the dieting, do the training, and he's now at twenty one percent, I think is what he was, and he wants to be about fifteen percent. And I totally believe that he's gonna get there. As long as he doesn't um burn out, I could see that he is very excited yeah. to drop quickly. And he needs to just understand that it's a long, it's uh, the tortoise versus the rabbit. And he needs to just yeah. tell you, I understand he is older, but he needs to also understand that. Like, And I think you gave him good perspective on the really older bodybuilders in their 90s, even 80s, 90s. I think that really lit up a big spark for him. And it, it actually did flip a switch because he was very rushed to get He's like, oh my word, I'm almost 70. And yeah. you also mentioned, well, what about the other people that are 70 that haven't yeah. flipped the switch? You're going to be four years ahead of them to think about it like that. And I think that was really a good mentality to have. Yeah. I think there was a little bit of what I was trying to do there. There was a little bit of regret maybe coming out there that he hadn't. And do you know what? To be honest, when I'm saying that, I have that regret. I was 34 when I started. Oh, wow. You know, wow. I, was you know, I was 34. So, wow. Um, it was like, I my only regret. I wish I started. Yeah. At I that, That's eighteen. That whatever. That's that's honest. It's um, it's so interesting to hear that because now I'm gonna sound ridiculous. So I'm 24, and right. I I regret that I didn't yeah. start at the age of 10 i regret so i played really i played pretty decent tennis and squash and all those other sports i didn't i went to the gym but i just did the cables and i just did what i thought was easy i didn't want to embarrass myself i was also i was similar to you in the fact that i was the skinny kid got bullied yeah. and all those things for being skinny not playing rugby not yeah. doing the big boy sports and yeah. um so in the getting gym, called too getting called small Exactly, so, and here in, here in Scotland, we've got the term "we," which is small. Yes, like a lot we, of people yeah. know the "we," so Absolutely. I was yeah, "we," exactly. and it was like I don't want to be called "we" anymore. Yeah, what you don't yeah. fall down the stank three times at McDonald's, 
know, yeah. and enough people telling you this kind of stuff, it, it's, it sticks. And we it were does. talking, you, you mentioned actually, Roscoe, about dysmorphia. Yes, mine has gone from, mine has gone from, I still think and believe that I'm that, that 143, I don't automatically instantly go to being there. 20, yeah. 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 And that's the only time I get jealous is when somebody tells me they're 24. (laughs) Ah, Yes, no, so I, I'm I'm hoping to to make this a long a long journey and to yeah. and to take it day by day. But even yeah. even I I started at the age of nineteen, not not bodybuilding anything, but kind of a mixture of what I call power building, where it's a bit, bit of a mixture between bodybuilding and and uh, power lifting. Yep. It's basically for the guys that aren't big enough to bodybuild and the guys that aren't strong enough to power lift. So it's a nice little intermediary there. Um, and I also think that for longevity's sake, it's it's what I what I want to do. Um, but the reason that I got into it was actually because I really severely injured my back. Um, okay. Actually, in the gym, doing squats, uh, going ATG. Um, but my body type is not. I've, I'm a tall dude. I'm six foot two, and going my legs are like it's just not for me. I'd have a lot of butt wink. But our strength and conditioning coach, I was playing um, for the varsity first team tennis. He insisted we have to go all the way down until our butts touch the floor. My body, I did it, but it severely, my C3, C4 vertebra, I can't remember the exact diagnosis, but it was bad. I was in my bed for two weeks. I lost 10 kilograms of muscle, which I didn't have to lose at that stage. I went from 80 kilos down to 70 and I atrophied terribly. And after Mm. that, then... Mm. Uh, COVID hit and the only I wasn't allowed to play tennis it was banned and right. so I, the only thing that was open was the gym so that's what that was kind of my story into getting to mm-hmm. to the lifting and you mentioned something really interesting about the barriers to 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 lifting to improving one's physique mm-hmm. and all of that and that's actually exactly the whole philosophy like in a nutshell for the games gurus and for this hypertrophy research project that I've embarked on is that I want to make a so-called all-inclusive. I know it's a big thing to say all-inclusive, but as much inclusive as we can, uh, science-based, evidence-based thing to give away for free. That is kind of the idea. There's there's lots of similar things, but they're all behind a paywall. They're all... um, and and a lot of them aren't all inclusive. It's like, okay, here's your diet. And and I understand that. And I still think it would be best to get a coach, but these are for the people that can't afford a coach, don't want a coach, and want all the science in kind of one place where it's easily digestible for them. And that that's kind of the idea behind it. Yeah, I know it makes sense. And it's it's really good to be on board as well. Um there's already been some really good discussions with the group. Um one of the things I, I really enjoy is having those different views. Um, yeah. I don't just watch and listen and ingest bodybuilding myself. Yeah. I like to watch, um, like, for example, CrossFit on yeah. uh, Netflix. I've watched all of the CrossFit stuff. I like listening to, there's some podcasts out there. Um, it used to be CrossFit. It's called Barbell Shrug. It's now called something else now. They've really grown in popularity over the last few years, but they've yeah. stepped away just from being solely CrossFit. I think they do more like functional kind of stuff, but they've got a lot of good guests on the podcast. So I'm always trying to not just keep yourself in one lane as much as I enjoy all of that stuff. I like having that sort of plethora where 
you can maybe enter it in a conversation or at least listen to something and say, all right, I understand what somebody's talking about or you can even offer something. Absolutely. No, and that's really cool that you're into other things other than just bodybuilding. And I think some people do get a bit too sucked into one kind of sphere yeah. and yeah. and then they become quite one-dimensional. And that's and if they like that, then that's awesome. But it yeah. is nice to get different perspectives and to be multidimensional. It's, it's one of the reasons I entered the nutrition space rather than personal training, for example. Um, yeah. My, my, I, I am a certified nutritionist. I'm MNU certified, so I, I work with powerlifting clients. One of my powerlifting clients was a a lady almost sixty. She lost sixteen wow. kilos and became wow. a two times IPF world champion. Wow! So, no way! Congrats! That's an, yeah. I saw you it's level like, five nutritionist. What What does level five mean? Is that so? That's correct? basically a kind of degree level. Um, yeah, here in the yeah. UK, MNU have just been exempted by the government to meet the framework for level five. So it's the equivalent of oh. a degree. Wow. Wow. That's for now. I would love love to hear more about this uh, IPF uh, world champion. Uh, is that in a particular age group? Yeah. Uh, the, so the category was M2. Um, and that okay. was, um, it was the full, full lift. So it was squat, deadlift and bench. But also, yeah. she was a, a bench champion, and in her own right. Oh. What what was yeah. her um What was her bench? A hundred and seven point five, I think, was the was the wow. max at sixty sixty two kilos body weight. Wow, wow, that's incredible. Yo, that's almost a two x multiplier. That's a hundred and thirty hundred and thirty two point five, I think it was deadlift. Okay, a hundred and thirty two. Yeah, one hundred thirty-two point five in the deadlift. So it was like two X, was a little over two X. I don't remember offhand, but it was north okay, of hundred kilos. It was certainly wow. north of hundred kilos. And that was at the age of how? how? She was she was 60, 60, 62, something somewhere in that wow. region. That, that 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 you should have mentioned that to um to uh, Rodney, tell him listen like check check this. There's, there's so many things just going through your head at some no, point. So, I mean, no, no. Um, one of my no. clients last year qualified for the Natural Mister Olympia in Las Vegas. Wow, and wow, he qualified for the worlds and the European. So he was fifth in the world and ninth at the Mister Olympia and, he, and his first sort of outing at that level. So what wow. I was saying earlier about two-year goals, so he's on a two-year yeah. goal now to let's go again and and see how we go in two years. Wow, that's those are these are some top top athletes in the world that you've got. Uh, that you've got. Very, that's very lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. And then, uh, yes, yes, um, they they are um, based in around kind of Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I do have clients all over the world, though. I've got clients in like um, Boston. Clients uh, in Maine, um, Dubai, Finland. Um, so are they are they mostly for nutrition, or are they mostly for everything, all inclusive? What what is your? I don't do I don't do the powerlifting training. Um, I'll okay. be honest, I don't program the powerlifting. I do program no. training as well as nutrition. Um, so like okay. obviously being uh, a competitive, you know, bodybuilder, men's physique athlete myself, you know, I understand a little bit about you know hypertrophy and stuff like that, and um, yeah. But yeah, I've got the obviously got the nutrition kind of unlock. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
just having things like advanced muscle gain as particular modules yeah. within. I even work with clients um, who have PCOS, for example, type one yeah. diabetes, type two. So in the nutrition space, I've got a plethora of lifestyle clients, uh, clients who compete men's physique, clients who want to do wow. photo shoots, all the way up yeah, to yeah. you know kind of national world level um, champions as well. <laughs> What which champions and and in what category? So the um that that was the IPF um M two and Jonathan yeah. was he won the East regional show and he placed fifth in the world and then wow. ninth and that, at the Mister Arm uh, men's bodybuilding tall. Oh wow! Okay, so I'm sending you through one of his pictures. I put you through one of his pictures. Please, please do. Um. I'll, so yeah, we've got a lot of questions. I know it's now sure. getting less. So should we run through them as Absolutely. possible? Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. What uh, What is the hundred club? I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I all right all over Twitter, and I've never heard of that before. Uh, it's a gent called uh, Dookie Butter. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, that's his that's his handle on Instagram. Okay. Um, I don't think it's very nice if you look a bit deeper into that. So maybe don't look a bit deeper into the name. Okay. I don't think it's complimentary at all. Um, okay. But that's his, that's the name he's given himself. Um, it's literally just people, um, kind of almost like a community. Um, okay. You can join if you if you send them a message. I can put you in touch with them, yeah. and you can get get in and get part of the club. Um, it's just people being positive. Okay. And the messages of support. If you see uh, somebody hitting a PB, well yeah. done. You know, just just a nice yeah. and yeah. nice Okay. Building everybody up the way it should be, you know. Okay. The the, so, the more positivity, the, the better. I love that kind of environment. That sounds really cool. So it's not hitting a hundred kilogram bench or or something like that. I thought it it was something, something. Yeah, I thought that used to be related. The, yeah. the gym, the gym I'm a member of, that used to be the yeah. entry rule. You couldn't yeah. join unless you, you could, could go bench hundred. You couldn't get in more than unless you could bench hundred kilos. Well, they had some special allowances for the women. Oh, they're just like okay the woman can come like, okay, i see that's that's the yeah. case, but I, I get it i get it I get yeah it. yeah okay no fair enough okay thanks for that yeah i see it all over twitter um so i really thought it was uh something else so thanks for clarifying that sorry about the noob about, about that um and you've spoken you haven't actually really spoken too much about what got you into the fitness originally like I, i've read yeah. about you so i i know but if you could just just um, get pretty much getting a hard time when I was very very yeah. young. Um, yes, quite badly bullied at school. Um, okay. being the being the skinny one, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you were an easy target. Um, yeah. Affected me a lot, and also <laughs> reading Men's Health held me back a fair bit. Yes. Um, all changed. Yes. Yeah. When I, I mean, even then, I, I made my own mistakes after that. Um, yeah. I spent. Yeah a few years trying to grow and when I look back and as we spoke about you know I've made every mistake probably non to man in terms of fitness training yeah. I was trying to grow on 1500 calories which oh, we both know difficult happen um, no. I was training 6 days I was training 7 days and then wondering yeah, why I wasn't getting any bigger uh, yeah. and then still eating the same amount of food so it all changed for me um, when I got a coach, and that's one of the things that I do advise to people. Even before I was a coach myself, I used to say this to people. Get a coach. 
get a coach, invest, you know, whatever the whatever it is, invest in yourself. I invest for you you'll learn more in the time if it's three months, if it's six months, if it's whatever. I was with my coach for six years. Um wow. and it was like the best experience ever. You know, it was just I, I can't Not speak can't. highly enough of it. It was uh, that's exactly what it was to be honest. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it was, and and that's what I said. Even before I was a coach, I used to say to people, "Get a coach." Get a coach. It takes away the worry. It takes yeah. away the analysis paralysis. It, it takes away the. Yeah. Am I bulking? Am I cutting? What is my goal? What is it that I want it to take do? Away, it takes away the decision fatigue, like you mentioned. Yeah, and you got somebody. I was a project manager in, in my professional yeah. career, and um, for ten years. And that's basically what a coach is, it's a project manager. Yeah. Yeah. That will drive right, you exactly. to, to your destination wherever you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll help and, you get there and give you all their knowledge. And they've made all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, they they've got the experience there already. Made all the mistakes. They've learned all the lessons. Yeah. So it saves you time. Overall, it saves you time, it saves you money, it saves you effort, it saves you worry. You know, and and, and I'm not turning into a big advert. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be you or I. It's just the, it's just the, the basics of get a coach, but get one who who cares. Get one who's going to look after yes. you. Yeah. Get one who's going to that bring you results. That's the huge thing that you mentioned there. There are so many people in this world who just don't care. Um, and I feel there's a lot of coaches that don't care. You're just a number. You just give them money and they give you cookie-cutter programs. And it's really sad. And I think what that you as a coach can mention that that's very that's very powerful because there's lot so many there's lots of coaches and I think what distinguishes the ones you want from other ones is do do they care? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really nice to get you know good feedback to know that you are helping people and you're changing people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I mentioned with my first client that that's like one of one of many. You know, I've worked with clients, for example, who were suffering, uh, they were type 1 diabetic, suffering um, hypos on a daily basis, but they, they were stuck. They didn't know how to get themselves out of that. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not medicinal, so I don't touch how much the insulin they would take or anything like that. But what I can do is make their life better by getting them commit to being active, identifying a goal that we can then work towards changing the nutrition going down that 80 you know 20 route um, yes no. i see a lot of people arguing in the space about you know insulin resistance and you know metabolic adaptation yeah. and all this sort of good stuff yeah. yeah i have yet to come across a client who's metabolically broken and i've worked with over a yeah. thousand people now in my time wow when you've got congratulations people, oh, thank you when you've got yeah. people that are focused on their goals and you're helping them towards that and they're making good decisions i give you a good example one of my clients today is 57 years of age and he's looking to to get a bit fitter he's left it a bit like rod you know a little bit later in life yeah. but he's realized sure. he's had his moment where he wants to get better so he's going on holiday next week but he's going to take his protein with him he's going to take his whey protein good good yeah. he's already thinking ahead of what type of meals he can eat. So he's not going to take food with him, but when no. he's out there, he's going to try and choose. You know, Better meal. He's got protein heavy, you know, good good protein yeah. sources. He's going to be on holiday, so if he wants to, he can have a little bit. Diet. You know, he can have a little bit of that. He can have, if he wants to have a beer, if that's his thing, 
he can do that and enjoy it and come back. But what the point I'm making there is he's already looking forward to what he can do whilst he's away. And this is where, for me, it becomes not just a diet, it becomes a lifestyle. And that's that's then, again, for me, what you want to do and what you want people to see it as rather than just eight weeks. I've done an eight-week cut and I lost yeah. 40 pounds. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well done. Yeah. How did you now do, do another Edric? How did you do it? Another. Yeah. Can you keep it off? That's yeah. where the for me that's where it is. It's not just weight loss is good, fat loss is good. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not decrying anyone's efforts. I never would. Yeah. Uh, but the real real marker is getting it off. Something you can stick to. Keeping it off. Yeah. Rather absolutely. than rebounding is a huge issue. Yeah. Like you said earlier, mm. you know, thirty days. You can't achieve. Ah, nonsense. You can't. Uh, I, I, yeah. would, I would challenge anyone to do lifestyle change in 30 days. That's going to be. No, it's not long enough. Not yeah. long enough. You'll do a lot of fat loss perhaps in that time, but you might not do lifestyle change. Yeah, I think you do a lot of muscle loss as well if you're doing drastic fat loss. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So. On 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 that, with the, what are some key nutrition tips that you give? You've mentioned the eighty twenty. You've mentioned yeah. the calorie deficit. What are some other key things that you'd put in your in your nutrition tips? What yeah, top tips for me is just try and be mindful. You know, try and prioritize yourself. Whereby, as I've used the example there of my fifty seven year old client, that's a mindset mindset change. He's now thinking a week ahead, two weeks ahead of. What am I going to eat next week? Absolutely. So when you can put yourself into that space, plan, plan, plan ahead. That's it. So yeah. if you're out shopping, plan your week ahead. What does it look like? That doesn't mean that you can never ever go out again. You can not enjoy life. Yeah, yeah you got to enjoy it. You only get one. Eh? But if you're eating thirty-five meals, see if you eat five meals per day. You eat thirty-five meals a week. Well, Let's see, even you, two are out. Yeah, that's like six percent. Now, if I yeah. if I give you a test, Roscoe. And you gave me the test sheet back, and I said, "Congratulations, you got ninety-four percent." How would you How would you celebrate? So uh, one of the things I, I struggle with yeah. is when you say to people, "Your week was ninety-four percent good, positive, fantastic, yeah. whatever superlative you want to use." Yeah. Only in fitness and nutrition space is a hundred percent the the ultimate. If it's not hundred percent, it's nothing. It's not good. And enough. that's again where you're trying to. So that's my that's my nutrition tip. It, 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 it blends into a little bit of mindset as well. But pick your foods, be aware of what you're going to eat, and try and build up a plan similar to kind of what I do. You know, I could tell you three weeks ago on Tuesday what I ate for my dinner, probably, and that works for me because I like yeah. to. I, I basically have the same. Yeah, I have the same foods Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So every Sunday's a Sunday roast. Yeah, Monday will yeah. be. Two nights in the week will be chicken and rice. Two nights in the week will be mince and pasta, mince and spaghetti bolognese. I'm not, me personally, I'm not missing out any food groups. I don't like fish particularly. There'll be people out there that will love fish. And and that's that's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, have that in your diet. A great source of, of micronutrients, great source of macronutrients. Um, so, yeah, that, I suppose that's my kind of tip. It's like plan ahead, make it as good as you can. And live yourself a little bit of slush if you can. Some people won't be able to do that, and that's absolutely fine. The only problem is we can't cover every single nuance in the time that absolutely. we've got. So, no, absolutely. No, those are some great, some great tips. And what you mentioned there about 
making sure the majority are good. I think that's something a lot of people get wrong is they do Monday to Friday so well and then the weekend they go and completely destroy it. But I saw a, like five out of seven is not 94%. That is, no. that is a big, a big problem. Um, even so, because maybe they do well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday yeah. night, night yeah. they go out. That's not even Friday that you got right. And then Saturday you're ha hanging, it's not right. And Sunday, you, yep. you've got a new week coming, so you need to, yeah, binge. Yeah. So, but one thing to be aware of, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is forty-three percent of your week. Yeah. Yeah. And what I always say is, yeah. do with that information what you will. Yeah. But just remember, yeah. you know, calories count. Even if you don't yeah. count them, even if calories count. Yeah. Calories yeah. count on a. They don't imagine. They don't magically go away yeah. at twelve o'clock on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and and beers and things and um, cocktails have calories. Surprisingly, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. What I find is it's not always the um, calories from the alcohol. You know, it generally keeps you out late. Then you start yeah. looking for. The nearest maybe kebab shop or pizza shop or something like that. Yeah. And then you've got that's Friday night. So you wake up Saturday, yeah. you're hungover. Yeah. You know, you're either going to repeat the cycle on the Saturday with all the food. Then as you say, the the calorie deficit that you've tried to create, maybe by, you know, three hundred calories, four hundred calories, five hundred calories, whatever per day, Monday to Thursday, you're only in a two thousand calorie deficit. And you've probably already done that Friday into Saturday morning. So everything else now is just going to take you back up. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with you. Like it's important to not mess up your weekends for sure, for sure. I saw. So you just use whey. You don't use any casein powder. What are What are your thoughts on on casein? Yeah. So there's there's two there's two chains of thought. Casein obviously you know slow digesting, yep. um, keeps you you feeding if you want for want of a better term overnight. Um, one of the things uh, I've read before in the past is if you're eating something like whey, so I'll have yogurt and whey before I'm going to sleep, you are then giving so, your gut a little bit of a chance to catch up yeah. because obviously the whey's quick. The yogurt is, is a form of casein, obviously, so it's got slower properties. Um, yes. I'll be honest, I don't get too, uh, I don't get too upset about, about that. Um, she's going to attack me here, sorry. Um, I don't get too upset no, about, <laughs> um, you know, if I have a shake before bed, even if it was a protein shake, I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't spend my night being worried that I was catabolic, for example, because I'm going to sleep, yes. my body's going to downregulate, and I've yeah. had enough, as the sign shows, as you, as you know yourself, Roscoe, if you're getting enough protein across at least four feelings, is mm -hmm. optimal. Yeah. And you're hitting yes. your protein yeah. target, you're hitting your leucine targets, yeah. and you're triggering muscle you protein synthesis. Protein, yeah. Yes, you, you're getting, Absolutely. you're checking enough boxes there for me to to worry. And again, this is another thing about um, the, the the barriers and, yeah. and creating that nice easy way entry. Because when you start bringing in a lot of rules, those yeah, rules can weigh heavy on a lot of people. You know, so yeah, if you say it someday, you need to have a casein shake before you go to sleep. Yeah, it's just another thing to to kind of add in. No, I t totally agree. I, I myself actually do have a casein shake every night because <laughs> I do like, I actually do fasting. So I um yeah. use that as a kind of way to mitigate the, the <laughs> fast. I do 16 hours of fast and eight hours of uh, feeding window. <laughs> um, You mentioned sleep. How important 
is sleep. Super for important. You and for your clients. Super it's important, yeah. Probably, it's okay, very, okay. very hard to rate sleep, training, and nutrition. It's the, right. the I think the, well, the best okay. way to, to, to talk about that is they're a trifecta that are inextricably yeah. linked. If your nutrition is on point, if your training is on point, and your sleep is on point, you're you're on you're on the right path. There's there's not a lot more you can say. You know, you want to try and have environments where it's going to be conducive to sleep, so that the room's not too warm. Maybe want to avoid some screen time. Maybe a little bit yeah. of meditation before bed or journaling, so that it takes things away from from your mind. However, you yeah. find yourself yeah, going to sleep um, is good. I'm I'm very lucky. I don't struggle in getting to sleep. I never really have. Yeah. Um, I love my sleep, actually. Yeah. I love my sleep. Do you nap as well? well? What is your sleep schedule? I normally have a... Um, I'm normally down sleeping for about probably half past 10, 11, ordinarily. Okay. And then awake for half past six. Okay. So that's seven and a half hours. Eight, yeah. Eight hours, okay. Okay. But yeah, about seven and a half to eight, I find. Okay. I find I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay there. And you, you mentioned you nap as well. When I can. Okay. <laughs> and when I can. On the weekend, for example. Um, so, for example, on a rest night um, tonight, mm. um, yeah. I haven't been as active this week because yeah. of my injury. Um, yeah. I mean, my steps have gone down to like 2,000 steps per day. So I haven't yeah, really like, been that tired. Or, what or, what injury was? Uh, when I go too deep, um, when oh. I'm doing leg exercises, my SI joint, gets really unhappy and I've got like a wee mm. nodule that appears in my back and then if I rub it it just flares up mm. and then I can't oh. walk for like a few days so I got a wee bit annoyed yeah. at it and I rubbed it and then it gave me pain for like four days so it's a weird injury Sorry, but... it's very strange oh. <laughs> you've said you've had it for a long time now it's a chronic yeah. chronic problem yeah it's one of those ones I've had to adapt my training um, around it I've no. been to physio I've been to chiropractor you know, yeah. at, at this point in time, most of the time, I've got it under control. I have yeah. three or four flare-ups across the last four or five years, which isn't too bad. That's bad. I've adapted yeah. my training around it. I, I, I like the word adapting and adaptability. I think a lot of people are not adaptable and not flexible enough in the gym with their training, with their diet. And I think it's very important to be able to adapt. Um, I've got to lose. Yeah, I need to lose a little bit of ROM. So sometimes I won't hit the bottom. Yeah. I'm maybe two or three inches from the bottom. Sure. But it's simply because if I do go to the bottom, that's when I injure myself. Yeah. So I'm one of those things is about knowing. Bad. Well, sometimes you get called out for it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I've got to then be like, I know my okay. body. I yeah. know what it can take. Yeah. Okay, it looks like yeah. I'm putting a lot of plates on and it's taken away yeah. from my range of movement. But I know myself. Yeah. And one of the things yeah. now is um, post physique. So I've got the receipts yeah. of a pretty decent yeah. pair of legs. Yeah. So I'm going to be like, okay, uh, I, I'm all right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. think too many people are going to call you out, but they can, yeah, they're going to call out anyone. People who like bringing other people down are not worth the energy to even bother with. I just, I just block now. Mm. If it's anything like that no. comes on my timeline on um, no. Twitter or X. No. It's one strike no. and out. It's just that's just just being block. Bye bye. Yeah, no. I don't even argue. No. There's there's no there's no yeah. discussion not anymore. Not even worth discussion. Not even worth. No. 
No, I'm never going to make you punch them. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not. And the more you tell them something, the the less likely they are to. to it's live. almost like I just, um, you get yeah. your the, the the keto and carnivore and whatever. And as I've alluded to earlier, every diet works. It sticks yeah. to one principle: caloric deficit. I will never convince yeah. a keto person who's uh, mm. convinced that keto is superior, oh, and that's why they're able to do it. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, vegan's the only thing I don't program. I don't program vegan because that's yeah. unfortunately one of the only, unless you do it right, and it takes a yeah. lot, a lot of programming yeah. to do a vegan diet correctly. It's one of the only ones that can leave you with nutrient deficiencies, Absolutely. at least the carnivore. Need supplements. Yeah, at least carnivore and keto and stuff like that. Very, very hard. They're not as difficult to enter into nutrient deficiencies but I've found yeah. the reading that I've done. Now, people will argue that, and that's fine. There'll be people with more vegan yeah. experience, and it can absolutely be done, but you need to be very, very mindful, you know, well, of, of, the, yeah, of the different balances and the... Uh, you need to take the, a lot of boxes. Yes. Your leucine content, your bioavailability. Leucine. Your leucine. Yeah. All these sort of things. Don't get that. No. I've, I've got to eat more. To with you there for less. I've got to eat more um calories yeah to get the same amount of protein. protein yeah yeah which is hard for some men you know because they don't have that interested. if you're getting the more more calories then yeah I, I i completely agree i think a large thing of the vegan is it's difficult to to eat enough and that's why people also yeah also lose um, in terms of your injury, have you uh, had any experience with peptides or BPC-157 or TB-500? No, I don't have any experience in that. You haven't? Uh, you, yeah. haven't you, you haven't looked into it or anything for, for your injuries or, or anything? I've seen it being mentioned. I've just never really sort of uh, dived into it, to be fair. Okay. Okay. That's it's definitely an, an aspect that, I, that I'm quite interested in. I... I um, would recommend looking at it at some stage and yep. it's actually saved some people from needing surgery it okay. is it is definitely something that is worth looking in at something that I, I know a lot of people i know in the bodybuilding industry and powerlifting as well yeah um they yep. they rave about it and they're food they, for thought, it's, then. It's definitely food for thought definitely food yeah for thought. Definitely. i'd like to jump into some of your i know i'm really sorry it's getting late now and Not cut me off any any time that that you need to but i would like to run into some of your training um principles mm -hmm. if, if that's yeah. okay um, um you use yeah sure sure, sure. No, no you go when you go thank you okay um how important would you say is the mind muscle connection i do like a bit of mind muscle I think you do feel it. I have had training bouts where you are lifting with intent. It's maybe not the strongest in full control in terms of mind muscle. But yeah, I, I, I do personally. I do think it has a place. Um, rather than just moving away from A to B, I think that it should be. And, and you'll probably see as well with some of my videos, um, I am moving. My preferred tempo is 4010. So I'm, I'm okay. you know, for example, on the on the bicep curl, I'm pulling up to the top and I'm giving a nice um, four count on the way down, back up to no. the top with the explosion. So the, the force okay. is obviously what generates um, the, the, the muscle fibers to work that little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you've got that mind-muscle connection mixed in with the, the right sort of level of control and the concentric and the eccentric. Um, and yeah. for me, that's something I've found has worked over time. 
So you say you say one second constraint centric, four second eccentric, and zero second isometric. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. There are things where most of your most of your yeah, yeah. Uh, exercise. Okay. Yes, there are instances, for example, where if I'm doing maybe some some squat work or I don't barbell yeah. squat sadly because of my injury, but if I'm doing maybe hack squat down a nice little kind of pause at the bottom, just the, okay. the briefest pause to take the take the ten one away. Can... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even just that one count to bring you back up. So on on tension, actually, the next one is: Do you use constant tension? Yes. Yes. Okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I always try. Okay. All right. I always try. And and do you go till failure on your working sets? Failure working sets. Failure. So failure for me is when I can't do another rep with good form. Good form. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily full failure where you actually can't even move it but failure to the point where you can't move it correctly yeah so if it was like a bicep yeah. curl for example yeah the minute i start that forward to, breakdown yeah the minute you too, start to give too much wiggle yeah okay. i'll be honest i'm i don't dislike and i get this from john meadows i don't dislike 25 to 30 percent body english when you're coming towards the end of a set i'm a believer there of how do you get to the next level because every rep can't always look textbook. There needs to be a certain level where you cross over. Now, obviously, that crossover does come with a level. So if you're doing a, a branch warren bicep curl where it's coming from like back here, if you've ever seen by, uh, branch warren bicep curl, yeah. um, but he gets away with it because he's a pro. He's got that yeah. genetics. Sure. Whereas us mere mortals, you know, we've got to yeah. be in control of the tension. Yeah. We've got to be there with a, a bit of the mind muscle connection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just a case of uh, trying to trying to get um, to that failure point, but mm-hmm. without having too much other come in to compensate. But I, I think I'm okay with about twenty twenty five percent, and just in my experience. Okay. Would you say um on that mind muscle connection? Do you squeeze the muscle? Is that is that part of it? Okay. So you do yes. you, you physically think of squeezing squeezing yeah. the bicep for yes okay. yes okay. yeah i'm putting focus into the muscle that i'm trying to work biceps a good one so if it's like a preacher curl yeah the shoulder yeah, the, the shoulders down elbows yeah. locked in and it's literally yeah. and bicep moves unilateral or, or bilateral i'm a i'm a big fan of unilateral work um okay. i actually okay. arrived at that um by accident when i injured myself i had to go back okay. to, to yeah. the start and um, with yeah. my leg training um, and it's something I've left in now to to this day in terms of maybe two to three exercises will be uh, unilateral work. Okay. How about so exercises? Sorry, so sorry, Carol. Uh, and and a workout, um, probably six, six, okay. maybe seven at a push. Something about 12, 12 working sets on average. Okay, I I like that. That's quite a low um a low number of exercises, and I I like that. I do five exercises a day myself. Yeah. Um. So I I like that kind of range. What in terms of range of motion, do you like full rum partials? What is your? I think I think that range? becomes very dependent on you as a person. Not everyone, yeah. as 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 you know yourself, you don't have full rum in the squat. Mm. It's it's range of motion where you can move. A lot of the people that I work, myself included, we're desk bound for a lot of the day. Yeah. So it's very hard. And you could say, you know, oh, you should be doing mobility work. You should be doing this. Yeah. Well, add the mobility work to the other work I need to do to that, to that. And that might be to some an excuse. 
But yeah. I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep it real and just say that's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts on um, drop sets? They have their place um, um, at the end of perhaps a body part. So if you were doing push, let's say you were doing uh, two chest exercises and some flies on the on the flies, there might be a drop set on the flies just to finish the chest off. Okay, as a finisher. For it, for a for a yeah. finisher slash intensity, yeah. I, I think I prefer intensity amplifier. Okay. On okay. on the on the last working set mm-hmm. of the body part, just to really you know you feel good in the moment, good bit of work yeah. being done, well, a little bit of the pump. Yes, yeah, pump, feel the pump. Be all yeah. end all, but yeah. you know when you've done a for example, if you do a triple drop set on your last tricep exercise, so you've done a tricep mm-hmm. exercise, you come into your second one. And you just want to make sure that you've eked everything out in the session. Sure. No, you're eking. A wee drop set. Man. Yeah. It could be a rep and a quarter set. It could be a drop yeah. set. It could be a muscle round, which are really good. The six by four set. It could be, um, there's so many different Giant ways that you set. could do it. Yeah. A, a, a cluster set. set. There's yeah. loads of ways to do it. But yeah, I think they've, they've got their place, but what you need to be wary of is accumulating fatigue for the purpose of just accumulating fatigue. Sure. I think there's a wee place for them. They feel good. Yeah, Let's be honest. There's a wee bit of feel good yeah. factor in them. As long as they're not every single exercise, every single set, uh, then I would say no. Yeah. I I really liked um, what, uh, your training split. Do you mind uh, telling mm-hmm. telling people what your training split is? So at the moment, I do legs, push, pull. Um, I fluctuate between that and legs, push, pull, lower and upper. Okay, but uh, didn't you say something about going three days on, one day off as well? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, so I'll train yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday rest day, yeah, and train Thursday, Friday, and Saturday rest day. So it's five over seven, oh, ten over fourteen. Okay, okay. So okay, five five over seven. That that that's a really good. So five days a week you train, and two days you take off. I really is. I also do five days on, two days off, and I found. That I think five days is kind of the max you can do mm-hmm. before overtraining. Like six days may be better, but mm. definitely seven is wrong. A lot of a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people yeah. finished. If you're training with intensity, yeah. And you need at, one the, at the end of your of your your kind of rep range, if you're pushing yeah. like constantly for um one of the things I say is try and train as hard as you can so that you can only train four days four because you, okay. you'll get you'll get that beat up yeah that you can yeah. only do if you're really on that level of pushing your body to the limit you need an extra day of rest for sure and there's no shame as well if that day turns into two days especially if you're at a really good level yeah you'll need more rest than you will yeah. uh, training days so so that's that's a, another reason why I do five days because I'm trying to do five exercises a day, which already isn't a lot. Yep. So then if I cut it to four days and I'm only doing five exercises, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm doing an, enough exercises. And then I need to do six, seven, eight exercises yep. a day. You know? <laughs> and then my gym session will get super long. Yep. But I already, actually, this leads nice into the next question. What's your rest interval uh, between sets? Uh, I'm doing between a bit, uh, probably between two and three minutes. Okay, so quite yeah. nice and long, long yeah. intervals. Is that between uh, warm up sets as well, or just working so sets? My my warm up sets are 
not very, very big at all, you know. Okay. So, for example, you know, if it's legs, I'm warming up with a uh, lying hamstring curls, for example. Um, let's say I'm doing 100 kgs, for example, lying hamstring curls. Um, yeah. I'll do maybe eight reps at, at 40, six reps at 60, four reps at 80. I have a rep at 100 and then I'll rest for two to three minutes okay. when I feel that I can attack the set. Yeah. For the, so when, for the you ready, got, when you feel ready, you're not timing with a stopwatch. It's when you no. feel ready. Yeah. Okay. When I feel so, if I've got if I've got the hundred to hit for say ten reps, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit off until I know I can get that, that the ten reps with with good form, and then mm-hmm. when I'm moving on to the next machine, uh, I'll be leg extension in that particular session. So again, I'll do the same quick warm up, one, two, three, four. But those are like eight reps, four reps, two reps, a rep. Literally just getting some blood in. And then that's me, I'm warm for the session. There's no more feeder sets. All I'll do then is feel where I need to be at that particular day based on what my, my logbook will say. And then that's me, I'm in the session. Okay. So you keep a log of every exercise in a in a textbook? Uh, yeah, uh, paper logbook for me, pen and paper. Stay off and my phone. Do you review it uh, weekly or? Um, so yeah, often. well before I'm going into the session, um, okay. either the night before or the day off, I'll take five minutes before the workout. I'll write out the workout, and I'm then starting to visualize. It's generally, the day before, because I like to spend a little bit of time saying it's almost like psyching yourself up. Can I get? Yeah, it? yeah, I get you. Not yeah. angry or aggressive, but certainly focused on focused. Yeah, vision, what, vision. How it's going to feel. So I, I'm already. It sounds really kind of. I know what you're doing. I'm already visualizing success. I'm already imagining what it feels. Wow. You don't always get it. Yeah. To be honest, you don't always get it. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's I, I find that I find it quite good. I find that a good thing to do. Yeah, well, that that's a that's an interesting. I haven't actually heard of that before, but then that visualization is definitely mm. an interesting interesting key. Cool. So we've literally got one more big question and then sure. one bonus question that I'd okay. like to ask you. Perfect. If you only had ten exercises mm. to maintain your muscle for the rest right. of your life, which exercise would you choose? Uh Hmm. Ten exercises, so yeah, chin ups or pull ups, okay. yeah, um, some sort of dumbbell press. I would imagine dumbbells would be pretty decent. Um, a head press or, or uh, just a chin, chest, chest press, chest press, okay. yeah, chest press with dumbbells. Um, okay. If you've got a bench, all the better. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, um, you you can have any any piece of equipment that you want. Yeah. These are just your ten pairs. So um, we've got squat, chin ups, yeah, pull ups, and um, that we can make that one. Uh, chest pressed on a bench. Yeah. Um. So that that a flat bench. Yes. Yes. Okay, flat or bench. even uh, I, I don't flat bench. I'll do fifteen thirties. Yeah. 15, obviously incline. Very incline. Yeah. Very bench. very rarely flat. So if we've, if we've got the bench in there for looking yeah, you have a bench. bench. You have a bench. <laughs> um, a hack squat. Degree. Uh, yeah. Hack squat. Yeah. Hack um, something for the glutes. So some sort of kickback. Some sort of a something kickback. that's gonna. Okay. Yeah. Something that's gonna give you. Um, some glutes. Bulgarian spot squats definitely be in there. Yeah, because yeah. they're absolutely horrible. They're horrible. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got the chins that kind of touches on the back. Again, you could probably stick one of the dumbbells on there. Um, lat pull downs a good one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of um chest supported rows, so like seal yeah. rows. Big big fan of them. Yeah. Um, something for the triceps, so maybe like a, some something to dip off of with body weight. Obviously, there's a lot of good things you can do. Yeah, dips. Okay. Yeah, 
You've got eight. You've got two more. Um, something for the calves. Maybe. Okay, bye. Uh, definitely something for the biceps. Although the chin up might cover the, the biceps. Chin up, the chin up's big on the biceps, sure. Yeah, uh, chin up so, okay, cover the let's biceps. Do, let's do calves. Let's do calves. The ca- calf and a hammer curl. Let's go with that. A calf and a hammer. So, what, sorry, what are you going to do for the calf? Uh, calf could be anything. Find a ledge. I'm just imagining here oh, really? that there's just a kind of blank room as opposed to a fully yeah. equipped gym. A ledge and a dumbbell. Okay. There you go. Okay. Be by left field. Okay. <laughs> and then the box. Sorry, and then the last one, um, you said a hammer curl. Yeah, hammer curl for the biceps. Okay. You're going to have the okay. chin ups to, to touch um, yes. sure. most of the up. So the hammer will give you the, 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 the muscle that makes the biceps look big. <laughs> sure. You know, I think you'd be I think you'd be pretty set. I I, I thought you might have thrown a deadlift or, or something like that in but probably shows my my uh, lack of not liking deadlifts. You don't like deadlifts. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I think the will... deadlifts are great if you're good at them, if you've yes. got the, the propensity for them. Right. Um, my take on deadlifts because I work mostly with gen pop. You know, people sitting in yeah. chairs a lot. And I, I know yeah. people call, I'll call that out and say, oh, well, it's not a bad lift or whatever. I'm not saying that it is. What I am saying is you need to be kind of good at it yeah, and well-versed at it and probably right. very well coached. Yeah. 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 It's too much can go wrong. Yes. It, it's one of those it, things people yeah. load tons of weight on, yeah. even when you say to them not to. Yeah. And just that, <laughs> that experience of being in and around the gym and watching people. Get you. Hobble away oh, from deadlifts, so yeah. Ah, uh, that's not good. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, last last question, and thank you so much for your time. It's been oh, really amazing. And great, great to chat. Do it again. Um, what music do you listen to in gym? Do you listen? Do you listen to music? Um, I if it was like music of choice, mm-hmm. I like um sort of tech house, so okay. quite dark. Okay. Dark, all about the kind of all, all about the kind of the baseline, no yeah. no build up, no or just bass the whole time. There's no drop. There's no build yeah. up. It's just dum dum dum. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good. Really kind of dark cool. gym, you know. Yeah, like that dark music. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Okay, either that that's, or fifty yeah. cent. <laughs> fifty cent. Okay, get some. Get some. Okay, brilliant. Get Richard Die trying his very first album, even to this day. Oh. There's probably not a better album to train to. There you go. Okay. No, phenomenal. Thank you so, so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for thank you. being a Gains Guru. And um, yeah, I look forward to more interactions in the future. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Roscoe. Thank you. Good to again. Have a thank good you. one. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye, Gains Gurus. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episode of TMGP.